Hey, 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 it's MJ Porchas. And I'm John Lillywhite. And this is Real Estate Unboxed. Woo-hoo. Oh my, we have a topic today, John. Oh <laughs> and as usual, uh, Real Estate Unboxed is about talking about the tough stuff that um, most of us don't, I think we talk about it, but in our head, and maybe we're not supposed to talk about it at the water cooler because it could get us in trouble. But these are things that we go through in the real estate industry, anybody in the value chain, um, scenarios, circumstances, adverse outcomes uh, that we endure throughout the transaction or just with clients and so forth. So today's topic uh, is none other than whose fault is it? Escrow, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think that's right. And I don't think that's fair. Why is it always escrow's fault, John? I don't know. I don't know. But I'll tell you, I can say this. When we threw this topic out there saying, why is it always escrow's fault? Um, Escrow companies came back with a lot of colorful conversations like, you know what? We get it. It happens all the time. It happens a lot. Our our fault. So God bless you escrow companies. For sure. For taking the junk and the bad pressures from everybody else, whether they're yours or not. So agree. Agree. Who do we have in the the list today? Excited to be able to bring um, an escrow officer with us today to bring that perspective out in the open and actually hear it straight from someone who has been in the industry for a while as well. And she's willing to uh, allow us to ask her some questions and bring some perspective to light. Um, And so I want to introduce Margie Baladad with escrow. Good morning. Good morning. And Margie, we're going to let you briefly introduce yourself, uh, your company and your years in the business, and then we're going to go for it. All right. I am Margie Baladad with Elite Escrow Group. I have been in the escrow industry for almost 30 years. Uh, (laughs) Always have been with independent escrow companies. And now I am with Elite. I own Elite Escrow Group. I manage it. I have three branches. My main branch is in Rancho Cucamonga, second Downey, and my newest branch is here in Corona. Wonderful. Wow, very cool. Uh, So experience here. And I know that we had several other folks that we wanted to bring. So we've got some perspective outside we might be also bringing in. But Margie, we're going to get right into it because... This is a touchy, tough subject that um, I just I just know will resonate with a lot of people uh, in this transa- in the transaction industry with, with real estate. So first of all, let me just ask you, how do you feel when you're blamed for something as an escrow officer that you're not even aware of? And they blame you. Oh, it doesn't make me feel good at all. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure just like everyone else, if you're blamed for something that you're not aware of or didn't do, especially if you, you, you thought you've done um, what you're supposed to do and you're doing everything correctly time, and then you still get blamed, it doesn't feel good. Not uh, at do, do you have an example maybe of something where you were blamed and you are sitting back going, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like that, that, that's not even escrow. That's not even escrow. And yet I think you're just saying it's an escrow officer 
situation or something that I should be doing. That wouldn't be something that escrow would do. Um, what happens a lot, honestly, is getting blamed for the terms of their loan. And ah. yeah, an escrow when, when a client has never even seen like their closing disclosure or is even aware of, oh gosh, um, their interest payment. And oh then wow. them or, or sometimes they, they're in my face already um, getting ready to sign loan documents and they're surprised by the terms of their loan going, wait, this isn't, you know, what I thought it would be. And of course I escrow's not, you know, the lender and, and we don't come up with the numbers. So we always have to let them know that it's, it's, it's not us who is handling their loan. Um, and we've always put it back to the lenders. So that's happened to me probably a handful of times where it's not even their loan terms or have had no communication with their loan officer. Um, but because they're already in our office getting ready to sign loan documents, um, you know, we get blamed for it. Because so, Margie, if I can interrupt here, um, it, it seems to happen more often than not. Now, maybe it's because I listen more and I pay attention more and I see people that are doing this and I, I kind of give the sad face to, to escrow because I do hear about it. Margie, does it, does it happen as frequently as we believe that it does? I mean, do you hear about this? Are you, are you party to these kind of finger pointing more off as frequently as I think? Me personally, it doesn't happen as often, but speaking to other escrow officers um, it, and we, we, we vent to each other. Um, we are friends out there <laughs> <laughs> and we, we vent and we, we share our horror stories. So it does happen um, where, you know, we are being blamed for stuff that we have no control over. Um, but at, I think it's, it's just to me, lack of communication. Yeah. Um, lack of communication between all parties involved, whether it's escrow to agents, to lenders, lenders to their borrowers, agents to their, you know, buyers and sellers. I believe if we just communicated, everyone just communicated better um, with each other, it would prevent all these finger pointing. Wow. Communication, communication is key. I, I think the, the question though is, is you, you getting blamed for something that you don't have any control over, number one. Right. Uh, a client is probably the one that's blaming you is what you're saying, right? The customer themselves, the buyer, the borrower coming in. And, um, you know, there is that something that you should know before they come in? No, right? That's not even, you don't have anything to do with the loan. Correct. Right. Yeah. But yet the fingers get, get pointed at you and people can get adversarial, right? At times. <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> that's not what I expected. And you need to stop this and you need to fix it, right? You actually need to fix it. It's your fault. You fix it, right? It's our fault. They think we could just go and type the loan documents, put in the number they thought it was, and then sign at that time. But no. <laughs> so how, how, I have a question about how, when this happens, you know, this unnecessary pointing of fingers, why escrow, of course, seems to always be, the first one to get blamed, like number one, what is, why, what do you, why do you think that is Margie? Like, why is it always escrow's fault? 
I believe it's because they they do have access to us. Um, for example, the buyer, if you know, they can go direct. Well, I'm sorry, they have access to their buyer or to their agent, and then their loan officer. But if they are not able to get answers from them, or for some reason can't get a hold of them, then they have access to escrow. Um, like most escrow officers, we put ourselves out there. Give us a call, email. We're, we're here. We know we are the glue to the transaction. We know we yep. are the new party. So I am saying, if you have any questions, whether you know anything related, give me a call. And if I cannot answer your question, find the answers. And I'm pretty sure most escrow officers are the same way, because we do with the lender, the the agent, the, the agent insurance agent we are neutral we we're the glue we we wow you know mj what i believe seems to happen and marcia i'd like to your opinions on this is because it's easy to blame escrow is one of the primary reasons that people do it all you know someone will get on the phone and they'll say well we didn't get this from escrow or it was delayed from escrow well you're not part of that conversation yet and by the time the two people got off the phone, it starts to snowball, doesn't it? Yes. It starts to then take on its own meaning, its own life. And by the time that escrow gets that information, it's grown a whole body. And now you guys have to like push back on, wait, 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 let's do some forensics and figure out why this even happened. And it always gets back down to somebody should have communicated a little bit better and it was easy to blame escrow in the whole process. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I just, it, it always baffles me. I mean, as a managing broker for so many years and owning my own escrow company as well, um, I sat on a desk for a while. And so I understand escrow in a whole different manner than maybe the average real estate agent, but it would, it would annoy me. I'm going to be honest. It would annoy me. It would really sometimes make me upset because why are you always blaming escrow? How, how are we not looking back and talking to the agent about what you're, I'm, I don't deal with keys. You're calling me about keys. You're calling me about when my final walkthrough, you're calling me about things like that. You're calling me about, you know, the lender or whatever. So Margie, can you give maybe an example of anything, maybe in the past, if you want to, you know, keep names out and all that, of something that you just really, it was like, wow, that was unnecessary pointing a finger to escrow and you actually created a worse situation by yeah. doing Interesting. Well, just recently, um, bring that up. <laughs> I had a transaction where I did loan documents on a Friday evening, and I've already um, coordinated with our buyer to sign loan documents over the weekend. Have arranged for my mobile notary to go and meet with them in the morning. Unfortunately, my mobile notary was not available, so then I had to step in and handle the signing. Um, I couldn't do it at in the morning because. I've already had prior um, events or engagements to attend that weekend, that Saturday. So I contacted the buyer and let him know that I would be available that evening um, as soon as um, my engagement was was over. And he was completely fine with it. He um, was just home packing all day. Well, around noontime, I get a phone call from an unknown number and I picked up on a Saturday and it was his realtor's um it was his realtor giving me a call, just asking why I have not signed loan documents with his with his client and what time was I getting there. Very, very upset. So I thought the buyer was upset and had contacted his realtor. Oh, wow. Um, 
wasn't the case. Um, she just wanted to make sure the docs, you know, are signed. And, and I kept reassuring her that they will be signed. And I was at uh, my aunt's 90th birthday party when she called. <laughs> so wow. that was to me. And the buyer understood. And um, But the realtor, she just thought I was for the appointment at 8 in the morning, which I didn't. I explained to her that it was my mobile notary who um, did not make it. So then I would meet with the buyer later on that evening. Um, so it was just her... Well, she had contacted the buyer. She she talked to the buyer, but I don't understand why the buyer she still felt the need to call and I guess you know vent. Did she vent or did she yell at you? Yelling. Okay. Keep it real. She yelled at you. People people yell and and get adversarial for no reason at all sometimes. Calling me unprofessional and she can't believe. um, Oh yeah. before that, she told me, you know, I wasn't able to do the notary um, because I was also an escrow officer. But that told me right there, she did not. Uh-huh. Yeah, she did lack of <laughs> I don't, lack, lack of understanding too. I think that kind of brings up another point right there, John. Of if if people don't understand what escrow does, the easiest thing then is to blame them for it. You know. I have to agree. Uh, I mean, it took me five years in this business for me to actually understand everything that escrow does. I mean, everyone understands that, you know, you're the non-biased third party in the transaction to make sure that the buyers and the sellers get what it is the buyers and the sellers paid for and are giving. Okay. But there's more to it. There is more to it. There's ordering the demand statements. There's the insurance. There's the evidence of insurance. There's making sure you got the lost payees and countless other elements that if you don't get them, the transaction doesn't finish until you have those. So I would agree, MJ. I think that somewhere along the line, there's an education process that is absolutely needed from the the escrow industry as a whole to say, ladies and gentlemen, we are tired of being thrown under the bus for stuff that we don't do, we're not responsible for, we don't handle. Now, here are the things that we do handle. Right. Line item them. Let people know. Educate them. Right. That would sure help. I, I agree. I mean, it's, I mean, Margie, what, I mean, what really is your fault, right? I mean, there are things that can 100% be escrow's fault if it's not done timely, if it's it's not done correctly if it's not watched right. out for because you are the eyes and um, you know you are scrutinizing that all different parties are doing what they need to do so that it can close. So right. can you share what you know is share with all everybody that's listening. What what is escrow's fault then? Then you 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 own that. What is it? Oh God, how do you answer that? <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, if, if, if this doesn't happen or that doesn't happen and escrow officer doesn't take care of it, then that does become escrow's fault. But what is not escrow's fault is what we need to be clear about. Well, like John said, we have the responsibility of gathering all these documents, ordering demands, payoffs, um, insurance. I believe escrow's fault is when they receive that information of from clients and they sit on it. Um, That then becomes escrow's fault. As long as we have all that information provided to us, their vesting, their loan information, the insurance name, who the lender is, 
we then can proceed with what we need to do by ordering the demand, writing up vesting amendments, ordering the insurance, meeting with the lender, providing them with our state, our estimates, um, vestings, all of that, so that they too can move forward with their loan transaction. But if we as escrow officers have that information in front of us or given to us, and then we don't do anything with it, and days go by, then it becomes. But escrow is not at fault if we don't have any of that information provided to us. Um, lender, I know for a fact, lenders need evidence of insurance and the vesting before they can move forward with the loan document. But if our buyer has not provided that to us, because oh. the buyer doesn't know we need it, maybe because our agent has not provided our escrow documents to their buyer. And sometimes there are agents that want to communicate or doesn't get us involved with their buyers. They just want it to go through them. Then they can um, let their buyers know what is needed. But I don't know for whatever reason why they do that, but then that makes it difficult for us to communicate directly with their buyer and get whatever we need from them to their, to their um, lender or vice versa, you know, get the information from the seller directly to get their payoff demand ordered. Um, so it is a lack of understanding what escrow does and, and how we all need to communicate with each other. I, I, go ahead, John. I wrote some things down, but go ahead. Yeah, the, MJ and I and you, Margie, we all come from the element of communicate. You can't communicate enough, right? Now, escrow is the hub. In, in this situation, all right? Even if it's a cash-only buyer, you're the hub. Yes, uh, so there's, um, uh, because of that, escrow ends up being held to, how do I say this, you guys? Held to a higher level of communication because you are the resource. You are right. the, the hub of all of that information. And so because of that, you are held to a, a different standard. Once you have it or once you don't, then it's an assumption that escrow is going to say, hey, listen, I need this and I don't have this, so I can't do my job, okay? Yeah. And that is usually held against you as well. Heaven forbid escrow communicate. It's usually the ones that I know that, I mean, because you're on the phone, you're one of these leading ones, Margie, that communicates. And MJ and I know yes. those, those escrows that do. I hold them dearly, but conversely, we all three of us, we know them that don't communicate. And maybe that's why how quickly it can jump off the rails if escrow knows something and they don't take the initiative to make the call themselves. You yeah. don't do that. You immediately get on the phone, you make your calls, you do what is necessary and what is right, what's professional. But God knows there are a few of them out there that you just gotta ask, how is that company even in business? Yeah. So to those companies that don't communicate that are on the escrow side, you're making the good escrow companies look bad by not getting on the phone, picking it up and talking to the lenders, talking to the agents. And there, now I'm getting off my box because I probably yeah. said a bunch <laughs> of people. Sorry, but it needed to get said. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, Margie, I think it's one of those things where, um, it is held, everything's held against escrow. Number one, if you're not answering the phone, where are you? 
Oh my God, where's my escrow officer? She didn't return my, my email and it's been two seconds. She didn't return my call and it's been five seconds. Um, everything's held against you because you are the communication hub to keep the lender and the insurance uh, person together and the funder and the underwriter if there's an issue or whatever. You yeah. are that person. But the challenge that I think escrow has, and I feel for you because people are, are rude. People are mean. People are jerks. Yeah, uh, we can be. Yeah, they can be, whether it's a lender or an agent or whoever it is. And yet escrow is also relying on getting what they need. If you don't give me what I need, I can't, I get can't you, do my job. I can't get you funding figures. If you yeah. title give me what I need, I can't do X. If the lender doesn't give me what I need, I can't do this. If the borrower doesn't give me what I need, if I'm waiting for the grantee, right, Margie? So, so it's all about that, not gathering the information, your job is to audit and so forth. So um, you do keep it together, but I do know that everything is held against you. You feel like you're 24 seven, you know, all the time. So with with that being said, because her time is valuable, absolutely. I, I want to make sure she gets back to her clients and that she's not blamed for anything, but Margie, with everything that that we shared, John and I are going to continue our podcast with some things, but I really want everyone to hear from you. At the end of the day, it's always escrow's fault. Everyone always wants to blame you, period. And it's part of that lack of understanding of really what you do and what you need. How can you help everybody that's listening understand, number one, it's not cool, Number two, how can we get better at it? What could we be doing to help your job not get blamed? Um, again, I just always go back to communicating. Like John says, pick up the phone um, both ways. Um, if escrow needs something, pick up the phone. Rely so much on just emailing and just waiting for that person to get back to us. And and me too, I've emailed, but after two, three emails and that client is calling me back or emailing me back, let's pick up the phone and talk. Um, we come from, you know, we started with just where we were able to talk or they clients came in our office. Now we kind of went away from that. Now it's email, DocuSign and all of that. So it's, it's we've gotten used to just waiting for them to respond when we could just pick up the phone and, and get the direct answer instead of waiting for our email um i think how to how to ease up on escrow (laughs) just understand um just like i understand i understand what the agent's um responsibilities are the insurance agent the lender the buyers understand each other's role responsibility their role in in the transaction and if we don't ask ask you know the questions and ask how we can help yeah. you. Yeah. How can I help you get what you need? How can I help you move forward? You know, um, and that's helped a great deal. If, if an agent would ask me, you know, how can I help you? And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just simple as that, just asking and understanding what everyone's role is. Yeah. It, it's huge. It. It's vital. I mean, we could, we could probably spend a good hour nitpicking a lot of the things with Margie and she would probably go into even more detail. Um, You know what I mean? Like what, what certain types of things do you get blamed for? And and you're like, I have nothing to do with that. If I don't get, you know, your insurance company 
information. I don't have the last payee because I'm waiting. But because you don't have this last payee, everybody can't get, we can't get docs out. So see, it's this domino effect, but everyone seems to want to point the fingers to escrow and they always seem to get the blame. And for me, it's just not cool. Well, it's not. And I I think that really uh, it comes down to you guys also wanting so desperately, so desperately to satisfy and to make everyone smile in a transaction. So sometimes you'll take it. You'll take it for the the right reasons, even though it was given to you improperly or it was given you wrong. So, I mean, with that, I know what it, what 1133 means to you. This yep. is funding time. You are deeply into funding. Yes. yes. And there are people, like MJ says, that absolutely need your time. So Most definitely. And, th- and thank you. Not for thank that. you enough for yes. taking this valuable time right in the middle of your so day. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate you thinking of me and being part of this podcast. Yes, it was great. We're probably going to continue talking here over a few things, but um, everyone that's Margie Baladad with Elite Escrow here in Corona, 30 years in this business, giving just a light perspective on how it's not always cool to be escrow's fault, but I do know something about Margie and all of really great escrow people. If it truly is an escrow issue, they will own it. Yep. I think what we need to do is be a lot more, as she said, ease up on escrow if you don't understand before you point blame. Yep. And give them a call and talk about it. Margie, you are awesome. Thank Thank you you so much for being here. Get back to your clients. We appreciate you. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a wonderful day. Bye for now. Now let's really talk about the tough stuff. And let's talk about the stuff that is challenging to put into escrow's lap where it could backfire on them and they don't want to be put in a position where it's going to maybe mar their reputation or anything like that. So we walk lightly, right? We walk on eggshells a little bit because at the end of the day, it's not cool. Okay. I don't think it's cool that escrow gets blamed all the time for everything. And it is part of the lack of communication or the lack of understanding that maybe even a lender who's new in the business, or maybe just an adversarial borrower or an adversarial seller who wants to get on the phone or an agent who, for their own lack of responsibility on their own part, they chose to just blame escrow. And they actually can make matters a lot worse by doing that, keeping them on the phone. And going back and forth, looking at a bunch of emails that are just nonsense and unnecessary instead of just getting the job done. Escrow creates their own problems sometimes. Because their job is so broad and so wide, okay, um, and reaches out to multiple people, escrow touches the agent, escrow touches the seller, escrow touches the buyer, escrow touches the lender. There are a lot of times that escrow does things wrong. I'm sorry. It's true. It is true. And, and you know, sometimes, I mean, when was the last time that an escrow company, in, in my perspective, uh, picked up the phone? And I'm not talking about the ones that I use that, that I can, that I've got a relationship with. Yeah. If I'm part of a transaction, it's usually the seller's agent that picks the escrow company. So I don't know who these people are. Sometimes they're out of town. But I'll tell you what, they they don't participate in business and professionalism the same way that you and I do. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. So they almost set themselves up 
for being the scapegoat and being thrown under the bus because more frequently than is necessary, they were at fault because they didn't pick up the phone. The ones that, exactly, the ones that, that like Margie, um, she knows and I'm not talking to her, but she knows darn well the, the escrow companies that don't participate in a professional way that gives people a chance to say that escrow companies suck. And you know, that's unfair. So yeah. not only do people like lenders and agents need to step up and say, I am not going to pass the buck. I'm not going to throw someone under a bus. Uh, there you go. I'm going to be responsible. Yeah. Escrow needs to be the ones that also step up. And those owners of those escrow companies need to look at their people and say, if you screw up, you don't throw anybody under the bus. You exactly. own it and pick up your phone, communicate. Yep. Do what escrow company supposed to. Again, that, that's kind of like my soapbox thing because it is such a weak link, MJ. But but that's just it. And that, that's what was hard to, to make sure, you know, we're not here. Margie was gracious enough to come and share sure. just a, a light touch on the perspective of, you know, how does it make you feel? Well, it doesn't make you feel good. But no. number one, in, in our industry, there's always going to be the bad, the bad apples, right? right? There's always going to be, she, she mentioned it. So I wrote it down. She said, well, if you sit on it for too long and you don't take care of it, then it becomes escrow's fault. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of information are you sitting on and you didn't act on it? Could that be your fault? Yes. And not communicating and letting everyone know, by the way, that I still don't have the grant deed from the seller. So I'm not going to be able to close on Friday. Could you have told the agent those things so that they could go and get their job done or get on that other agent, especially if it's the buyer's agent calling that seller's agent and saying, hello, we are missing a, one signature on a grant deed and we're not going to be able to close and we're closing tomorrow. You know, so well, I, I can tell you what happens a lot and I've seen it. Um, some of the quality escrow companies that I use and good Lord, MJ, we know quality escrow companies. Absolutely. Seen them. We know what they do to rock. Okay. So, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely, I have to keep saying that because I'm not talking about those kind to the extent that somebody doesn't do their job. But if let's say that someone holds on to something and then it gets to escrow, escrow should MJ be able to call out that person and say, you've been sitting on this information lender or agent for a week, and now you're giving it to me. And now you're going to try to blame it on me. Mm -hmm. not. But the reason that they don't go back to the, the offender of the problem is because they might not get additional business out of them. Uh, right. I mean, think about it. MJ, I'm an escrow company. And you are my best, hottest agent, and you are a producing agent. You can throw me under the bus all day long, as long as you keep giving me your business. <laughs> now that, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. It happened a whole bunch. I mean, everyone in the, in the value chain has somehow had to make that choice. Do I ruin a relationship and jeopardize additional business because I am willing to show you that you were the problem, that you were the offender of the problem? Escrow has to deal with that shit all day long. Yeah, they do. Me. Because I mean, it's, it's a business development choice. I decide to not put you back to show that you're the offender because I want your business. And they won't even say anything about it. It's Jeez. just a process. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, 
for me, it's, it's just what it's a hot topic for me because, you know, I recently came out of a situation where as a managing broker was taking call after call from agents who were really upset. And I mean, I'm talking angry, adversary angry for things that the escrow officers were not doing or taking care of or handling. And quite frankly, unfortunately, it really was escrow's fault. And an escrow person, if you're overworked or don't have enough support, then they can be handling too much and not handling anything. So then that's keeping the deal from closing or getting title what they need or the, the funder back what they need or getting docs package signed, uh, packaged correctly to get them back to the lender. So there's a lot of different things that are happening. You said it earlier, escrow is the hub of putting all these pieces together that were being given to escrow to finish the puzzle. Right. So right. they can be at fault for many things. Absolutely correct. I think that at the end of the day, what we should be getting out of just what we're talking about is make sure you're very clear and you understand that it wasn't you. It wasn't your lack. It wasn't the fact that you need to put a call to someone else first because they're missing something. If it, it really is, they're not missing anything, then yes, yes, you need to get on the ball with them and go, hey, I need a phone call back. You're not returning your emails. You're causing the problem. Because can they keep the deal from closing because of their lack? Yeah, of course. And I think that's why it's the easiest thing is to say, well, it must be escrow then because the funder didn't get it. And and if you miss a wire cutoff, if you miss a funding cutoff time, all of that, it's escrow. It's always going to be escrow. It's always going to be escrow. But making sure you understand who's involved, who's part of it, and where the ball really got dropped for me is more important before you start putting blame to escrow because it could be the lender's fault. It could be the agent's fault. It could definitely be the, I had a, a deal the other day that closed and I mean, we couldn't get the insurance company who we were waiting for that lost payee. We asked over and over and over and over and over. And over. Uh, come on now. Yeah, I'm on top of them. Escrow's on top of them. The borrower's on top of them. So now it's everyone collectively, but it's a third party. John, third parties cause issues when they don't do what they're supposed to do, but it's escrow's fault. You're right. right. (laughs) Do you remember, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about that transaction, a big jumbo loan in Laguna Hills and the agent, the listing agent had asked all this, the value chain to come on out for a 15 minute meeting. Remember that? Yeah. So it was very interesting in that. I'm going to add a little piece to it, but I have to reverse just a little bit. And it it was a big transaction, $5 million property, big loan amount. The agent, the listing agent wanted 15 minutes of everyone in the same room. And so the agents were there. The lender was there. Escrow was there. And this listing agent, more than anything else, MJ, was talking to escrow, looking at escrow. Everyone else, of course, but escrow said, I am the top of the chain. This is where all all bets stop with me. If everyone succeeds, we all succeed. He's looking at escrow and saying, if there's any communication issue, anything that you feel is falling off the table, you call me right away. Now, I don't know what happened in the background, but you can bet you that that escrow company was on the phone with that listing agent. Anytime that something happened, 
And the reason I honestly believe that that was the easiest transaction I have ever been in is because escrow communicated as well as everybody else. Yeah. Sit on anything. They knew that they'd get in trouble if they did, right? I mean, the listing agent hired them. Yeah, so, we, we need them. I mean, there's I so much of part of keeping, and she said it so well. Margie said, we are the glue. Yep. I, I really, I really liked her analogy there. I, I wouldn't have said that. So um, you know, you don't yeah. need glue to put a puzzle together. But to keep a puzzle together from unraveling, which yeah. I glued one recently because I love puzzles. So I glued one recently and I'm like, that will now it's never going out of place. No pieces will ever fall out. She is the glue. They are the glue. That's really good. I think that after we're done, the podcast and the summary, I'm, we're going to have to put that, that Margie, Margie said that this is the glue and escrow really is that. They like are that. the glue. So, so to keep it from unraveling, Make sure you know what part you play. She said yeah. it as well. She said, knowing your role. Yeah. And know what part you play. Know how vital your part is in finding and putting all those pieces together to make sure that she can put the final end pieces that keep the picture together. And she'll glue right. it and put it in place. But everyone has a part. Yes. And, you know, agents, buyer's agent, seller's agent, the buyer, the seller, the lender, the insurance company, the funder, the underwriter, the, the loan processor, title company, title officer, uh, all kinds of people, right? There's so many people, but escrow, if we want to blame them, make sure that you really know what you're blaming them oh, absolutely. for before you. And, and really, isn't that what it comes down to? And this is where you and I have had countless conversations about is, you know, just be accountable. Just do your job, right? If it means picking up the phone, if it means admitting that you did something wrong, it's yeah. okay. Own it. But yes, own it. everyone's got a job. Do the job. If you don't know the job, ask about it, but don't blame any. And it's not just professional. Life. Don't throw anybody under a bus. And ever, ever. <laughs> if you know no. that you can do it, don't throw them under don't a don't throw them under the bus. I think the other thing too is, is we need to take into account that there may be a real estate professional and agent and lender respectfully. Sorry. You may only have one transaction. Escrow has 30. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if you are not doing your part and you were actually the one that was sitting on information or not getting what they need, you know what? Take the log out of your own eye because again, they're managing quite a few different people. And yeah. if they are doing their job and they're not getting what they need, then it's, it's again, whose fault is it? And, and we started out with the podcast being called, well, whose fault is it? Escrow, of course. Well, that's not quite what we're trying to say. I don't think it's always escrow's fault. No, no, you know what? It could be your fault. So just, keep, just live up to it. Yeah, own up to it. I know they will. They don't want their reputation marred. They're not. They're in this for the long haul. So are you. So nobody wants their reputation to be put out there that they don't do their job because that that travels fast. Oh, it does. It does. And you know, I think that if you were to admit your mistake, and we've talked about this before, if, if you just admit your mistake. People are humans and people, even in a stressed environment, will usually look out and say, okay, John made a mistake. 
MJ made a mistake, whatever it was. Let's just roll over the top of it because we're one big happy family and we were, we're a team and we're looking for the same thing. Yes. Wants to sell something and a buyer wants to buy something. So let's make that happen and put all the rest of the crap aside. I get that. Even escrow, if you do something wrong in escrow, admit to it, just fix it because you have, for the most part, a value chain of people who love what they're doing, want to fix the situation, and will do anything in their capacity to do so. Fix it. Fix it. Just yeah. fix it. We're fix a good family. I don't care. And, and keep your adversarial tone out of it. Yep. It's not going to get anywhere. You get more with honey than you do with vinegar. Yeah. Uh, but you do, do need to put somebody in their place and you do need to get stern. There's, there's a professional way to be stern and there's a professional way to actually say to somebody, this is you, you're causing this delay. It's, it was your lack. I need you to understand that. And now I need you to fix it. And I need absolutely, you to it. I'll do whatever I can to help you. I've been doing that, but your lack of picking up the phone and your lack of not communicating to who or where or what has caused the problem because if 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 you are the problem and you're creating it and you're causing more stress delay in the process and making it worse then let them just do what they need to do and just correct it let them correct it correct we'll get to a point where if there's something that is wrong that's broken forensically speaking we'll go back and we'll figure out what's going on right heaven forbid you didn't throw someone under a bus because if you did then you're at fault and you are going to be held accountable for not only screwing something up, but then blaming it on somebody else. So let's not do that in this business. We can't have that in this business. Yeah. You know, I, I, I hope, I guess my last comment on this MJ is, I really hope that most escrow companies will applaud this podcast. I mean, it was pretty raw, right? But I think that we touched on something and I'm hoping that, that they change their behavior and they start standing up for themselves. If they can do that, I don't know. I'm not an escrow, but I'd like for them to say, you know what, Lily White and, and Porches, they talked about something that was truly relevant. And I'm not going to let a lender, and I'm not going to let an agent step on me and throw me under a bus anymore. Damn it, it's going to stop. Yeah, it does need to stop. With just one person, then it made sense to me. Yep. So, with, so at the end of the day, it's not always escrow's fault. <laughs> there, oh. are many, there are many people in the value chain that it's, it, it can be, but I do understand why many people put them at fault. I do understand that. And, it, and we talked about all of that in this podcast. Uh, so hopefully you will get some value out of the fact that, you know, really just recognize who you're blaming before you just point the finger. Absolutely. This was a good one. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yep. Well, we un we unboxed it and um until next time. <laughs>